when it comes to perfection, you are somebody that weights every project equally. So you get that sense of paralysis. It's hard for you to move forward, right? You also may um, cut down your teammate because you're always adding value or correcting people and, and applying your preference versus the requirement to get the job done. You know, it, you might need to choose red or blue and somebody chooses blue, but your preference is red. So they're instantly wrong. Perfectionists do that. They don't mean to, but they're constantly undercutting their people in, in hopes to nailing everything perfectly every single time. Today, we have Ryan Walsh on the podcast to talk about how she prioritizes her life and helps her clients do that as well. Today, we have Regan Welsh um, on Managing the Way podcast. Um, she's an executive and life coach, and she's here to talk about all things managing. Would you uh, like to give a brief explanation of who you are and what you do kind of thing? Sure, absolutely. So I am an executive and life coach. I partner with um, primarily women uh, in a few different ways. So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching for women. Um, I do small group coaching for people who are looking for community and collaboration. And then I also do a lot of uh, workshop uh, facilitation and keynote speaking um, for different corporations, women's groups, and associations across a variety of industries. Awesome. Um, so obviously you work with women. What type of woman do you work with and what kind of problems do they come to you with? Yeah. So the women that I work with are typically women who are trying to do and be all things to all people. So she's either running a business or um, thriving in a corporate career. She's likely managing a family. So she has children. She may or may not have um, a spouse. She might also have aging parents. So this is a woman that has a lot on her plate. She typically comes to me because she feels the, the weight of the world on her shoulders and she's trying to figure her path forward. So the problems I help them solve are, um, there are a variety. So some in the workplace are being more effective in their leadership. Some of them um, on the home front are setting clear boundaries, um, asking for help. A lot of women are what I call solo pilots. So they do things on their own because they're capable, but they could make their lives easier if they ask for help. So I help them reclaim um, their lives both personally and professionally. That's the end goal. All right. So you work with women. Um, I love that. That's awesome. What kind of barriers do you see them coming to you with? So when they come to you, they're obviously at their breaking point. They need some help. What do they need help with and what outcomes do you give them? Mm -hmm. So the women that I partner with, a lot of times they come to me because they are trying to grow and thrive within their career. Um, the problems that I help them um, uncover are truly habits that are getting in their way. And these habits spill into their personal life as well as their professional life. And I'm talking about things like perfection, pleasing, trying to do things on your own, um, minimizing or uh, self-sabotaging your um your greatness. Women do that all the time. When it comes to perfection, you are somebody that weights every project equally. So you get that sense of paralysis. It's hard for you to move forward, right? You also may um, cut down your teammate because you're always adding value or correcting people and, and applying your preference versus the requirement to get the job done. You know, it, you might need to choose 
red or blue and somebody chooses blue, but your preference is red, so they're instantly wrong. Perfectionists do that, they don't mean to, but they're constantly undercutting their people in, in hopes to nailing everything perfectly every single time. Um, for the women who are pleasers, they say yes to doing all things um, for all people because they don't want to let anybody down. They have a fear of not being liked. And so at the end of the day, when everybody else unplugs to go back to their families, the woman that has the disease to please is still at her desk, missing her yoga class. She's missing time with her family because she has a pile of work that other people have put on her that she could have deflected and you know empowered those people to solve the problem and do the work. Um, another example of a problem, you know, a habit that I help women get out of their own way uh, is really self-sabotage. I see this all the time. Women saying, oh, it's not a big deal, or can I just have a moment of your time um, deflecting, you know what, I'm guilty. I did this a couple weeks ago and a friend of mine called me out on it. And I am an, like an expert in this world and I did it and didn't realize it. <laughs> it I had a really, of us. <laughs> I mean, it's so, I couldn't believe it, but I was so glad she called me out on it. What a good friend. Um, what happened is I um, ha was interviewed for a, a major publication and I uh, downplayed it. And I said, I, you know, this is a total fluke. I was on vacation. They reached out. How lucky that I checked my email. And my friend said, that's not a fluke. You have been building your brand and your expertise for years. And of course, you know, today wants to talk to you about this. <laughs> Uh, and I downplayed it. I self-sabotage my own genius. So a lot of times we don't even know the habits that are getting in our way because they're such, you know, we think we're being humble. Um, and I help them shift from that sense of humble downplaying to really owning and feeling confident in their skin uh, and not apologizing, uh, but strongly and confidently um, owning what it is that they've done. And in all of these habits that get in their way at in the workplace also get in their way at home. So they might add value to their spouse, right? And, and correct the way they might be cooking something because it's different than how they would do it. That makes your spouse feel bad. And it also makes you as the person doing it feel like, you know, a nag. And, and you know, I could go on and on about how they play in, in both arenas. But the bottom line is, is I help women get out of their own way so that they can help empower other people to do what it is they need to do well and everybody thrives because of that. Yeah, I guess then I would ask, what are some of those best practices that you give these women to help them not downplay themselves? What are some key tools, I guess, that would be helpful for people in this situation? So when it comes to self-sabotage, is that what your question is? Just about anything about perfection, self-sabotage, um, expectations of others even? Sure. Um, so there, there are so many things to do. When it comes to perfection, I always ask my clients to um, try to catch themselves before they, you know, correct somebody or, um, you know, try to tweak things and ask internally, do I want to add value here, right? So when my husband is chopping peppers, for example, for stir fry, and he's chopping them in a cube shape versus like a strip, in my mind, the strip is the obvious choice and that's the right choice. That's the perfect choice. I am not going to add value and tell him he's cutting the peppers wrong, right? So one oh, tool yeah. <laughs> yeah, is to pause and say, do I want to add value? Um, if you are a pleaser, I think um, the question, if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to, 
So if I'm a pleaser and I say yes to every project because I don't want to let anybody down, what I'm saying no to is likely something that I say is something very valuable to me, like time with my family or time for self-care or health and wellness. So every yes you give means you're saying no to something else. That's a really easy tool to put in your pocket and carry with you everywhere. Every yes you give means you're saying no to something else. Um, When it comes to self-sabotage or minimizing, I encourage my clients to really look over you know, emails before they send them, because that's how it kind of words, small words, things that make you smaller. Um, Like, I just want to add a little value or I have one small idea. Those things pop up in your email. And it's really easy to use that as your like entree point to getting, unwinding that habit. And by deleting those words, Um, asking somebody to call you out, like my friend did, right? And, and telling other people when they're not accepting compliments and they're downplaying things to own up to it. Um, those are all examples of, of tools people can use pretty easily on an everyday basis. Interesting. Interesting. And then finally, what kind of habits would you say are most successful with going forward with this kind of stuff? So when it comes to um, habits that I help my clients shift, there's something called the new habit formula that can be incredibly Uh, powerful. And it's as simple as this, is you write down on a piece of paper or say it in in your mind, instead of um, having the disease to please, I will put responsibility back on other people's shoulders. Um, Why? So that I can live my own life. So the new habit formula is taking an old habit and saying, you know, I am usually tempted to be a pleaser, I do this because I want people to like me. And, you know, that's part of the why you need to create a new habit. So instead of pleasing, I will empower people to own their work. You know, I will do this um, because I want to reclaim my time. Why? Because my needs matter. So you can create that new habit formula. Um, All of this stuff is on my website. As a side note, (laughs) if people want like a template versus doing this in their head. And that'll be added to the notes as well. First, great. Awesome. Um, I already talked about the million dollar question of if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to and getting really confident in in your yeses. Um, People that have that um, issue of constantly being busy and they're miserable. There's a great exercise that Greg McEwen has in his book, Essentialism. It's called the 90% rule. And he ranks everything from a one to a hundred. Um, so do I want to go to this party? You know what? Only 80% of me wants to go. You make it a zero, you decline that party. So if it's under a 90, you make it a zero. It is a great way to stay focused on what matters to you. Um, I also encourage my clients to come up with a to don't list. So we all have to do lists. It's, um, so often we, we do things that maybe we should have a to-don't list. And here's an example in my life. I get asked about three times a day to have coffee or lunch. If I said yes to every coffee or lunch date, I would never have time to work on my business. So I actually do not do coffee and lunch dates. People ask me that. I say, I don't do that. I am willing to get on a call with you for 20 minutes. Here's the link to schedule. If that works for them, great. So being really protective with your time so that you can be laser focused on what matters to you, um, that is truly uh, the essence to thriving and growing. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, So Regan mentioned that there are resources on her website, um, but are there any other options to get in contact with you? 
Oh, for sure. So you can follow me on LinkedIn. It's Reagan Walsh Life Coach. The same goes for Facebook um, and Instagram. And then my website is reaganwalsh.com. Feel free to email me as well. It's reagan at reaganwalsh.com. And I do have loads of free materials um, to help you get past habits that are holding you back on my website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Reagan. We really appreciate all of your input. Um, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you. This was fun. Absolutely. Absolutely.